Hi, my name's Jo. No. I'm Jo Lindley. No. <laughs> Are you from my identity crisis? Are you all right? I'm Melissa, you're Jo. We, we do children's books. Now here's the podcast. I just remembered, since this is our scary episode. Yeah. That you had to come here on Halloween because you were too scared to stay at home. <laughs> you don't want to be at home because I'm scared of the children. <laughs> Did you watch any scary films when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, I think I watched more than I do now. I think I, you, when you're younger, you kind of don't associate it too much with scary. You just watch it for the humour. But now I'm like proper scared. But I watched Arachnophobia when I was about eight or nine and this is oh my god it's horrible this spider is obviously huge and they're taking over this town and like coming out of the shower oh no or, don't tell they, me that i know and they like ran down this woman and she's oh. screaming and um then when they try and kill the spider the, the mother spider each time she screams it releases like all these baby spiders from her nest it was really oh. scary oh. i'm a wimp i think goosebumps <laughs> is my limit Oh yeah, show me your goosebumps then. Well, I started trying to read one the other night, so welcome to Camp Nightmare. I found this in a charity shop last year. Um, I remember reading this one when I was a kid, and I remember really enjoying it, but I couldn't tell you the plot. I could not tell you what the scary <laughs> thing is. When fellow campers start disappearing and his parents don't answer his letters, oh, it's pretty old, his letters, <laughs> Billy starts feeling just a little scared. Oh, yeah. No. But on the front cover, there's two characters, and... They do not look scared. They look like they're drowning, but they look <laughs> they're like they're in time. They're like, they've got their mouths open in like a silent scream, but they don't look unhappy. I would say that was a scream of, of like on a, on a roller coaster or something. Yeah, it's, it's a happy weird. scream. The one I remember the most in terms of the cover is the hamster that had like green slime coming out of his mouth. Yeah, I remember the hamster. I think it was like a school hamster. You read Say Cheese and Die, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I like yeah. that title. Um, and it, so the, each photograph you took, because obviously this is pre-digital cameras, so it, you didn't know until you developed the film. And I think when they got the photos back, all the people that died were skeletons in the photos. Ooh. But I remember Goosebumps being okay for me, but I couldn't go on to Point Horror. No, same. I read Point Romance. Oh. Romance. Romance. <laughs> <laughs> Romance. So I had a bookshelf where my books lived. <laughs> <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> you just basically mansplained where you put your books. <laughs> my older brother, he was seven years old. He was? He is seven years older. He gave me a copy of E.T. It was like a book from the film. So I had like stills of the of the right. film. He gave me that. And because he was my older brother and you know you kind of look up to them. Yeah. A little bit scared of them because they're a bit mean. And you you kind of want the things that they have. 
And because he gave it to me, I was like, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to put it on my bookshelf. Mm. Absolutely terrified of it. It was like this object that I just feared because I was really scared of E.T. So sweet. (laughs) The friendliest alien. I know. Something about him. I love the film now. Like, obviously, it's incredible. Um, But yeah, there's something about the way he looked when I was younger. I don't know how old I was. But um, yeah, he, he was terrifying. So this book was almost like, you know how you imagine it giving off kind of waves of something? <laughs> it was just there and I didn't dare touch it. I didn't oh, dare look at it. Did you not even flip through it? I did originally and then yeah. I was like, oh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I haven't got it anymore. I wish I kept it. Yeah, it'd be um, interesting to look back and see what you were actually frightened of. Oh, E.T.'s so cute. I know. I love him. But yeah. Okay, after three, say the scariest villain that you remember from a childhood book. Okay. One, two, three. Mr. The High Control. Witch. Oh, <laughs> different ones. Both from Dal, though. Who did you say? The High Witch. The High Witch, what's she from? She's from um, The Witches. Of course. I mean, to How be did fair. I think of her? I know, to be fair, I, I mostly remember her from the film and terrifying. Yeah. Well, the book version is also terrifying. That the illustrations mm, are hideous. Yeah. <laughs> so much trench ball yours. She was, but now you've said the witch. I'm like, oh, maybe it's the witch. No, I still maybe I still think Miss Trunchbull. Yeah, I think the the fact that she is in charge of children, I think, oh, is what yeah. makes it, it. It sticks in my mind as I could have teachers just like that kind it's of thing. It's her punishments, isn't it? I know. Uh, have you seen the musical? Have I? Yeah. Have you? I went to see it and I still listen to it as well. Oh, same. I love it. I've seen it twice. No. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we can go again. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, it's so funny because obviously in the film and in the book, like Miss Trunchbull looks a certain way, but seeing her on stage, like the costume is incredible and it it just adds something to the shape of her, doesn't it? It does. It's yeah. so good. It's just such a intimidating silhouette, I think, mm. on stage and oh yeah they do a very good job i i was watching batman returns tim burton one mm. and the penguin in that similar really, build. yeah such a similar build it really reminded me of Miss trunchbull yeah. um oh, the penguin's great and yeah i just i would love to draw i would love to illustrate him similar to Miss trunchbull it's that it's the silhouette it's the shape it's the oh just the grotesqueness yeah it's interesting how he can make talking about Quentin Blake and pretty much any illustrator you can make this someone as villainous being completely different silhouettes because mm. if you think about the the witch one versus Miss Trunchbull they're equal clearly for both of us they've become equally sinister yeah. yet they're very different extremes of silhouette it's that real you know pushing the um like the caricature the high witch she just I can't she's really tall isn't she she's got they've got really long mm. nails or something yeah. something about them um and square feet yes the square feet and miss trunchbull with with her with her silhouette it's quite i don't know what it is it's mm. just she's just become such a um well-known character that when you, you sort of see her and you just think about all her punishments and stuff and the penguin yeah. um with his shape and the way he moves and he's got bile coming out of his mouth because he's so <laughs> such a vile character i love characters like that What's been the scariest thing you've had to do as an illustrator? Oh, that's a tricky one. 
I would say, apart from doing events mm -hmm. for children, because that is a skill you you you're kind of thrown into the deep end of that. Oh my god, know. so much at the yeah. deep end. And yeah. like most illustrators and authors from children's authors, from what I've come across, tend to be happy kind of just you know sat mm. on their own drawing writing, and then suddenly you're expected to go and stand in front of hundreds of kids and yeah. perform. Yeah, and, and know laugh. how to like wrangle a crowd yeah. of children. <laughs> yeah and draw really great drawings in front of them and yeah, yeah just um entertain them and the first few of those that i did were pretty terrifying <laughs> yes i think the that it was really scary to do events in front of children but there is a quite a steep learning curve because you have to do quite a few and then you sort of you learn each time and go mm -hmm. right okay know what i'll do a bit better next time you just keep on improving hopefully but the time i was absolutely terrified was at um there was a library conference a conference for librarians mm -hmm. in sheffield and it was so lovely to go to and i was like wow i'm going to this thing and it was it was uh, there was a panel for debut authors and it was in front of librarians and i and they were the the person who ran the panel was just the nicest person possible like he, he made you feel at ease or he, there was nothing he did that wouldn't make you feel at ease mm. yet there was nothing i could do to make myself feel better i was just so nervous my palms were sweaty oh. i was like this audience is going to be really really difficult to to be because they're grown up and they're librarians yeah. like they know what they're doing again no one did anything to make me feel so nervous but I had to go first talking. Oh, no. I was just like, oh God, why would I have to go first? It's the worst thing possible. And then someone else was like afterwards was going, oh God, I had to go last. That was the worst option yeah. possible. So everyone's somewhere yeah. feeling. You want to be in the middle, I think. I think so, yeah. Um, but you, I could see my hands shaking oh, no. when I was holding the book and like reading a little bit from it. I'd kind of like to do another panel just to see if I. Now I've done one. Have mm. I have I got a level of immunity now that mm. that I didn't have before? Because if it's anything like doing the ones in front of children, surely yeah. that's a good sign because I'm actually looking forward to doing more of those this year. Yeah, so. yeah. It's just having having the experience and having a few under your belt. Yeah, and just knowing that you can do it. And I think we are our own worst critic. And you might think that you came across as a bit of a, I'm not saying you did, but, you know, a bit rambly or you didn't get everything. I mean, this is me most of the time in mm -hmm. general life and doing this podcast. You have things in your head that you want to say and sometimes you can't get them out in the way that you want them to come across. Yeah. Did, it, did that even come out right? I'm not even sure. Um, <laughs> I understood it. <laughs> but I think, yeah, other people might not notice that because they don't know exactly what you have planned to say. Yeah, it's, it doesn't come natural to the kind of skill set that you learn as an illustrator while you're just making these books. No. It's only when you're thrown in the deep end and you kind of have to learn the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. I do love it now, though. I, I actually really like showing off in front of loads of kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially the joint ones that I've done with Philip Arda. Yeah. Um, for our picture book series. I'm, they're just so much fun. Mm. So much fun. Uh, and then doing the signings after and meeting all the kids and they're all excited yeah to, to meet you and and then the next day you go back to this drawing by yourself again yeah. Yeah. feeling like a nobody <laughs> i think the scariest thing for me apart from events that i've done um you know where it's that kind of like oh my god i'm not used to this is my agent showcase that happens every year oh really yeah so i'm with jodie hodges at united agents and every year she does 
uh, Illustrator Showcase where we go with our portfolios and she invites loads of art directors and designers from the children's book industry. And it's kind of, it's just a social really, and but you have your portfolios available for them to flip through. Mm. And there's drinks and everyone just chats. And historically I've been utterly terrified by it to the yeah. point where I would, I would sort of build it up in my head and yep. then freak myself out. And there was many years that I didn't go because I just sort of chickened out. Um, I went last year and it was really good. Um, and I'm going this year. It's actually in a couple of days' time. Mm. Um, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. Cool. It's not terrifying anymore. Um, talking of fears, mm. you know when you're doing... So I've done quite a lot of drawing workshops in schools. And I love it when you when you find the child who is nervous to draw. Mm-hmm. I had one class where there was a kid and he just didn't, he was just really timid to get involved and he didn't really feel like he could do it. And by the Aww. end, he was, he was drawing a little comic and it was the sweetest thing. And That's I just so love, you get the kids that are really confident with it and really want to show you what they've drawn. But I like looking for the ones that, because that was me that not that couldn't draw, but would be a bit timid to kind mm-hmm. of make myself known in that yeah. way I think sometimes if, if someone random someone random an illustrator or somebody that wasn't <laughs> your teacher came in um so yeah I love finding the kids that look a little bit scared and a little bit shy yeah just kind of slowly coaxing them out of that and I think maybe it's partly that you're someone different and so they can be someone different yeah, as well they've got a, they don't you, you've got no expectations of what the children are going to mm. be like I had one kid that was the one who put his hand up throughout the entire time. He had lots of questions and things to say. And I was going to him quite a bit, but at the same time, I thought, oh, I've got to, I can't always put, pick him because he's got his hand yeah. up because I've got to encourage other children to, to put their hand up as well and say something. And then afterwards, the teacher said to me, he never, he never says anything in oh, class. Blair. I was so happy to see oh. him putting his hand up. And, and so there I was thinking, him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I ignored him a couple of times. Oh. I felt quite bad, but at the same time, obviously, I didn't know. So, yeah. but, but it was nice to hear that he was out of his shell for a moment. Yeah, I think it's so nice when, when, you, when you get to see that and the effect yeah. that you or your drawing or bringing the creative process to them. Yeah. Have. I had a publicist called Kat who I adored. She went to, she, she's moved on from Walker now. Um, but yeah, she's great. And she was there watching the first Edinburgh event. And at the end, because, you know, she was really good at her job and she really wanted to help me improve. (laughs) (laughs) Rather than saying, like, Kat, if you're listening, I mean, I may have told you this at the time. But, um, yeah, rather than just say, like, yeah, well done. I know you're nervous. That was really good. She basically just critiqued me (laughs) on the spot. And he told me, like, don't worry, we've got some things we can work on for next time. And because it was with Philip Arder as well, who was incredible at events. He didn't, she didn't say that to Philip, then. No, I mean, oh, he's basically a stand up comedian. I have to stop myself from laughing when we're doing events. Oh. Like, he's so funny. There did you, you feel like, though, even though it's kind of brutal, did you feel like it was useful to have that feedback? Yeah, and I can't even remember what it was. It was, lit- it was something tiny. Okay. Um, but I think it was just she wanted to be a good publicist and like assist me you know yeah um but yeah it's funny you come off stage and you're like okay cool <laughs> oh you basically just on confirmed the the all my insecurities yeah on the way to the book signing okay oh, they're like okay cool
my favorite thing I think to draw is is scary characters particularly villains mm. I think so I really like I do like drawing picture books but everything's very um it has to be approachable and safe yeah. and you know not scary and um when you come to draw middle grade fiction and there's villains in it mm-hmm. I just feel like oh I can be a bit more sink my teeth into this <laughs> a bit more and like play with the features in a way that makes them seem more sinister mm-hmm. so uh, like pointed teeth or like really long tentacles and mm. I just love that kind of side of things where you can go right I can go really twisted here now. There's quite a few kind of villains in the current book series I'm working on it's for kind of you know seven five mm-hmm. seven ish year olds um, and there's a couple of baddies. Yeah you can st- at that age you could start introducing the concept of baddies yeah. can't you? But even that they, they still look a little bit goofy. Yeah. Um, when I draw them <laughs> and I think yeah if it's slightly older then I would push it a lot more yeah they are always quite fun to draw but I really like drawing forest scenes so it's not normally my personal work I cannot stay away from drawing a forest really but, you know if you're just doodling yeah or I quite like just like getting inks and the biggest paper I've got and just just drawing it always ends up being trees and I don't know what it is but it it always ends up being a forest scene you know often draw like a little monster um I feel like this is art therapy that you're doing it kind of is and it's weird because I mean my my granny she lived in a bungalow that backed onto a woods and Mm -hmm. part of the woodland this makes it sound huge it wasn't part of her garden was the woodland and then you can kind of access the rest of the woods Mm -hmm. and she used to walk the dogs there and would go with her and um it was terrifying to me like daytime really cool lovely place kind of reminds me of Jurassic Park it's got those big fern Ooh, plants cool it's quite cool um but yeah nighttime would never go through there do you, do you look out the window and just see darkness yeah I don't know what I was scared of but it is that it's that fear of the unknown isn't it it's the fear yeah. of what is looking out of the darkness at you and you cannot see it oh god now you make the hills have eyes makes me think oh, of that i've not watched that i've purposely not watched that <laughs> neither if i've not even watched it and i just <laughs> i just know from the title there yeah. must be something scary about that hill <laughs> um yeah and i think it must be from that because you know my my granny lived in that bungalow my the whole time you know my whole childhood mm. and I, I don't know what it is but i i really enjoy having this theme to come back to and to explore time and time again in writing and drawing mm-hmm. and one day I'm going to crack it and I'm going to like draw the perfect illustration that sums up yeah. that fear yeah but I'm not there yet and I kind of hope I don't get there for quite a while because it's just fun to explore it so when I was reading Stephen King's It I came up with a description of what I would see it as and it was like this shape made of darkness that you can just see like the whites of its eyes and this like dark shape moving towards you and it would walk like it would move like it would have like limbs jutted out at weird angles and then it would be going really slowly and then suddenly it would run towards you oh this is terrifying (laughs) because when you first started describing it i was like oh it sounds a bit like emma yarlett's um Orion in the dark and I was like no which looks the animation looks incredible yeah it does doesn't Mm. it and but the even the the, obviously the illustrations are gorgeous and so I was like oh it's kind of a cute 
nighttime character. And then when you describe it yeah, charging sorry. at you, I was done. No, sorry. too scary. Yeah. I can I can apparently read scary things now. Um because it feels Your imagination like, will protect you. Do you know what it did with it though? I would imagine some of the depictions of, of Pennywise as plasticine shapes <laughs> i'd like block them out <laughs> you, and, you know in inside out yeah. when they uh, their imagination is starting to fade and so all the shapes of the characters yeah. start to become like very abstract yeah. and simple and simple that's basically well, yeah. what you've done to protect I, yourself yeah. and uh, do you know what it is i think because as i was i don't trying to make myself sound weird but when i was a kid because i was quite a scaredy cat i would have to try and like not think of things and not imagine things like in the dark I'd be like do not imagine that thing and every time I said that I would but I also kind of to some degree tried to train myself not to and I think it's that thing of like you don't want to picture that really terrifying version of that thing so Mm -hmm. you kind of just play it down and I I imagined there was a werewolf in it and I imagined him a shredder the rat. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just realised I was imagining him a shredder. Um, so yeah, I think sometimes having an overactive imagination is really good. Can mm. make you a bit scaredy cat. Yeah. But sometimes it can help because you can just I don't want to see it like that. I want to see it as if my toddler made that out of Play-Doh. <laughs> Word association. Scary. Wasps. Winnie the Pooh. Piglet 2. Ewan McGregor. Moulin Rouge. The Borrowers, because it's got the guy in it from The Borrowers. <laughs> the Wombles. Why did the Wombles come Ooh. in my head? Wimbledon. Common. Tim Henman. Did you ever think there was a monster under your bed? Do you remember anything like that? No, I never thought there was a monster under my bed because I was too terrified of <laughs> of the ghosts that, as a child, I thought lived <laughs> in my entire like Victorian row of houses. I love this line. I was never scared of the monster under my bed because of the other imaginary <laughs> thing that I feel scared of. No, honestly, I spent so much time. At the bedtime, I would sleep with my duvet over my head and I'd have a little breathing hole. Oh. Um, and it was because I didn't want to see anything. I was scared to see a ghost. I yeah. don't believe in them now, but I did as a kid. Um, I overheard my mum telling my twin brother. I think my twin brother asked my mum, is the house haunted? And my mum said, yes, but don't tell your sister. Oh my God. And this I, is a plot for a film, yeah. like, to overhear that conversation. No, and I don't think I let them know I heard it. I think I just crept away. Um, yeah. And did that, did that then, were you, were you conscious of it before, the noises that you might have associated with being like hauntings? Yeah, I think because like, it was a row of houses. I think maybe there are about 15, 16 houses. And it was quite a, clo- like, you know, we all knew each other. And I had, potentially heard stories if not by that point but later on of um you know people discussing who'd seen what and mm. you know um and it was a man a woman and a little girl apparently <gasps> always apparently. the child is the scariest yeah. one um yeah she was she was sort of a toddler it's like in the series ghosts do you watch ghosts oh my god i love ghosts you like, know cat <laughs> i love cat <laughs> 
do you know the little um the little plague girl ring a ring oh, oh God, no. <laughs> i'm so glad i hadn't seen anything like that i think as a grown-up if i believed in that and it was yeah. you know it was it was that that family mm. suppose alleged family yeah. um, then i would have been terrified but no um, and everyone always said oh they don't mean any harm but we all saw something so and like i said do not believe in it now and then i saw something one day at the bottom of my bed and i told my mom and she said it matched maybe my mum was like making all this shit up <laughs> so, oh yes the neighbor said that that's what they saw but yeah apparently it matched um the door you know the next door neighbor good yeah. girl um what she saw i thought i saw a ghost in my bedroom so i thought i saw so i i still get this sometimes where i am midway awake and you see a figure in your room and you think it's real mm-hmm like night hallucinations or something like that. So I clearly had that when I was younger as well, because I saw this man in the corner of my room looking at my table where I had all my like drawing tools strewn about. Mm-hmm. And I t- went to school the next day. I was like, oh, I've seen a ghost in my room. He's in the corner, like looking at my pencils and pens. And uh, they're like, oh, maybe, maybe he just wants to draw. So like, oh, yeah, that's good. I'm going to put a piece of paper out and a pencil. And I wrote this note on the piece of paper. I was like, hi ghost um <laughs> if you fancy doing a drawing could you do it here and they do a circle like hoping the ghosts would draw in the mm-hmm. circle nothing happens i mean you sound pretty blase about the fact that there was a man ghostly <laughs> man standing in the corner of your room yeah i think i'd be more scared now i'm definitely more of a scaredy cat now yeah yeah you sounded like quite a brave kid i was a pretty brave kid mm. yeah don't know what happened <laughs> Some, but something damaged me along the way oh. and made me very scared But I didn't grow up in a village <laughs> with Broadmoor, did I? No, you didn't. No. How was that? It's like anything that's just you grow up with. It's completely normal. Yeah. It it's just there. Most of the time, it's you because you can't see it from the village. It's it's surrounded. You have to sort of go down some windy lanes, mm-hmm. and then there's a woodland all around it. So some people are there, um, which and hopefully will like improve enough to go back into society mm-hmm. some people are there because uh, they are serial killers yeah that's um, i think that's what i think about I, I think of it as yeah growing up then there, there were things that were novelties about it so at 10 a.m every monday there would be the siren it would go off and it's like an air raid siren but there's a different tone a few minutes later which is the all clear sound mm-hmm. oh my god but there was one time i think it was the last major escape and it was 1991, I want to say, something like that. My sister and I, have you, did you and your siblings ever want to camp in the back garden? Mm, don't remember that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the siren goes off. It's the middle of the night. Oh, and we're camping in our back garden, minutes away from Broadmoor. And I remember being panically <laughs> pulled out of this oh tent. And very much still like half asleep. And uh, I still remember my dad sort of ushering me upstairs to my bedroom and going, oh, I left Flopsy in the, it's my toy toy bunny. I left Flopsy in the tent. And he's like, he'll still be there in the morning. Go to bed. <laughs> <She's dead now. laughs> the 
Now you did it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So it's library hunt time. And um, we want to explore new books. And you gave me another challenge, which was... Find a book about something scary. Find a book about something scary. Okay, which was quite fun to explore for. And I found Watch Out, There's a Monster Coming. (gasps) By Carl Neeson. Yeah, written by Carl Neeson and illustrated by Zara Hicks. And look how cute it is. Oh, it looks amazing. So there's a monster on the front. He has scary frown, but otherwise he's a very cute monster. Yeah, he's really adorable. That, I think that's the only unapproachable part of him, which I think is good. Like it needs something that sets him as something a bit scary, mm. but otherwise he's just a cute, cuddly creature. And I don't know whether to talk about the twist, whether it ruins it for everyone. Oh, don't. No? no Love a book with a twist. It's this, this author is Carl, Carl Newsom's yeah, writing we love is Carl. incredible. Carl, we love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carl, can I illustrate your book? <laughs> Um, so we follow this uh, monster implying that he's on the hunt to gobble up a child and he's talking about what he's going to put on them chocolate chips and he's hungry to chew on you and oh look the me I am oh, page that, like how cute Zara Hicks has done an excellent job of making a sweet monster look so kind of terrifyingly sweet that it's scary <laughs> So he's, he fills this entire spread and his teeth are just these cute rounded shapes. So they're not scary, yet at the no. same time, it's quite a big old sinister it's a grin. big sinister It's like he's going, hello! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, he does make me smile every page. And like, he's very, he's got sort of naughty toddler vibes about him. Mm. And I really like that. And And still like quite cute and innocent, like, wonder at the world mm. <laughs> there's this page as well <laughs> Look, it's like um it reminds me of in titanic like draw me like one of your favorite girls <laughs> yeah he's, he's definitely uh he's definitely got kate winslet by yeah <laughs> oh it's brilliant yeah so i was really happy to find that one that's a good find excellent find thanks so do you want a challenge for next time mm-hmm. so your challenge is um, to find a book with an imaginary creature or character in it. Okay. Brilliant. Thanks, David Dickinson. Anytime. Anytime.